0: Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center. It's cofield and Company. All
1: right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Willie Ramirez is here. Jeff helping us out at the uh, BBBC. Ari is back in our finley Toyota studios.
0: Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents The Big Five at Five, number five.
1: So UNLV's got a big weekend coming up. It's all on Friday night. All on Friday night. 8.30 start for football against San Diego State. 9.30 start at the Fortress against top five Michigan. Basketball against top five Michigan. What do you think?
2: Starting with football, I think that... Sports betters should strongly consider the under. And you should strongly consider taking 11 points. And if you want to take a shot, play the Rebels on the money line. San Diego State opened the season putting up 28 points against New Mexico State. 38 points at Arizona. Two teams, eh. 33 points in a win at Utah, that's impressive. 48 points wins against Towson. After New Mexico, 19 at San Jose, 20 at Air Force, 20 versus Fresno, 17 at Hawaii, which UNLV just beat, and then it just in a defensive tussle beat Nevada, 23. Their offensive production has decreased in the latter half of their Uh, 10 games while UNLV's defense has improved, become more consistent. As we talked to Caleb earlier, stopping the run, San Diego state has not necessarily been an impressive team overall. Statistically speaking, it's coming into hostile territory. It's coming into a very hungry team. It will not surprise me if San Diego state looks past UNLV to Boise state And with the confidence that UNLV is playing with and the fact that it has played power five team, the fact that it has played ranked teams, the fact that it's playing in front of its home crowd on senior night. um, I'm not predicting a win, but I am taking the 11 because, Steve, a few weeks ago, let's just go three weeks ago. What is this line 11? I don't think so. That's a good point. The odds makers are telling you right there. It's an indicator. That's a low number. Um, I like the rebels plus the points. I like them under. I would strongly, you know, consider putting a little piece on the money line. As for the basketball team, I haven't seen them play yet. You have. Um, They beat Gardner Webb. They beat California. They beat North Dakota state. Um, Not necessarily impressively on the stat sheet, but they're scoring defense out of 350 uh, D1 teams, 47th in the nation, allowing 57.3 points per game. The Michigan Wolverines are coming off of a loss to Seton Hall. That's dangerous. I would have been more, a little more um, maybe pumped for the Rebels if they were coming in undefeated because then it may— I don't know if it's going to look past UNLV to Tarleton State, but it does have... Well, keep,
1: keep in mind, Michigan, if they win, probably has a matchup in the back end of this tournament on Sunday against Arizona. Yes. So if you were looking for a look-ahead spot, you
2: know I, Arizona's know.
1: had a lot more success recently this put aside true. last year than UNLV has. So that could have been a look-ahead spot, but I get your point. Yeah. You lose the seat Seton Hall. You got your Vegas trip coming up. Maybe they would get a little loose for the first game. Now they're going to be refocused.
2: They will. And they're not... An aggressive team defensively—that's the one thing where UNLV has to take advantage. This is a team that you know ranks really low with steals per game. It's only a small sample, three games in. Beat Buffalo by 12 points. Allowed Buffalo to put 76 points out up. I'm not going to really judge it on Prairie View, but um, I just think it's dangerous because they're going to be coming in a little more woke, as they say, off of a loss to Seton Hall. I give—if you're asking me which team has a better chance to win, UNLV basketball or UNLV football. I actually think ULU football has a better chance to win.
1: All right. They can be in the game, no doubt. Uh, they got to score, and they got to be able to handle the defense and of San Diego State, which is ridiculous. And I'm telling you, the O-line has played better, but this defense is ridiculous. It's one of the best in the country, uh, top 10 rankings in lots of areas. So Cameron Friel's got to take care of the ball, and he's had trouble doing that the last couple games. On the basketball front, I don't know what Kevin Kruger has yet. I know he has a team that can play defense, but offensively they haven't put it together yet. They have to get much better. They got to start hitting from three, and I'm not massive on comparative scores, but Willie, last night, so the Rebels took out Gardner-Webb in a single-digit game. Last night, Gardner-Webb took on Duke. They lost by 40. Uh, North Dakota State was here for a Monday game. It went down to the wire. The next night, I know it was back-to-back situation, but a two-point game against UNLV turned into a 52-point loss against Arizona. So, again, I don't think Michigan. I think Michigan's a little overrated, and Michigan actually is trying to mix in some new guys. They've got a couple of high-profile freshmen. They've got a, a transfer over from uh, Charleston. I think, if I'm correct, in terms of the point guard. So they got a new leader at the point. So they're not truly a top-five team yet. Um, listen, both teams, both football and basketball, have the upside to compete in these games, but they're gonna have to play a really good game. Next up, number four. Maybe you should take this one because I do not want to come off as like some. Uh, you know, domineering, misogynistic male when it comes to male and female roles. But uh, some of the stuff I'm seeing from the weekend on both Matt Stafford's wife, Kelly, and Mahomes' lady, Brittany Matthews. Can we just stop this? I mean, Kelly Stafford apparently threw a pretzel at a fan during the Rams 49ers game. And, you know, I look at it, and I guess I should know the other side, but it's like... What is happening here? She's already got a track record of being a pain in the ass at times. You know, she was the one complaining last year about whatever, lifestyle and salary and, you know. And then Brittany Matthews is like the 10th time she's gone on social media to fire. I guess she was mad at Ryan Clark for saying that Pat Mahomes is broken. It's just like, I mean, whatever. Do what you want to do. I just, if, if you're the... And whatever. These are the people that choose to be with us. I guess they're cool with them posting on social media. I just think it's unnecessary nonsense and a distraction. You put, I yourself- just I just wouldn't be down for it. And it's not like, you know, in my relationship, I'm some domineering figure. But I think we both have an understanding. You know, I'll give you a good example. There are times when you can just freaking hold back. You know, I was out at a bar on a Friday night, right, with the SO. And she's smoking a cigarette. I don't like that she smokes cigarettes, but she does it every once in a while, right? We're at the bar. There's machines, right? She's holding a cigarette up. We're talking. Hey, don't realize the smoke's blowing at a lady, you know, part of a couple. Right? So the lady gets kind of huffy and is like, oh, you know, she starts she starts complaining about the smoke. The SO does nothing but be nice at that point. And she says sorry like five times. And the lady keeps going on like making little remarks like, oh, normally I have a fan with me. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't like smoking either, but we're at a bar near the machines. So then the dude she's with goes, well, you know what? I'm a nurse and you're helping keep me in business. And I looked at the guy and I was like, I was just going to drop an F-bomb. I'm like, what did he just say? I'm like, what is this? But you know what I didn't do? Is in my head, because I'm getting annoyed about it again now. In my head, I was like, I'm going to knock this fat ass off his chair in a second. Yeah. But the SO was like, you, you know, know what? You, don't don't create problems. You know it's not you a big deal. I don't want to embarrass her. Right? Jeff's looking at me like you know. But I was like, dude, you don't say something like that. So, whatever. you typed out. A I tweet. do know where he hangs out, and I I do go to that bar often. So I may see him again when the so isn't around. You and, a, and do I forget things? No, not often. You typed
2: out a tweet, and you put it in your draft.
1: Well, you know what's funny? That's what I you actually mean. I actually did. I almost, I almost put it up on social media. Like, does anyone know who this jackass is who says he's a local nurse? But I didn't do that because I don't do that. Like, I'm not gonna do it. Do you know who I am? Although I just told the story on the air, but I didn't do it. But you know what? For Brittany Matthews and for Kelly Stafford, friggin' dial it down. Yeah, you know, show some restraint. You don't need to embarrass. Well, here's your what SO. I was. Just,
2: here's what I was about to say. All right, here's what I was about to say. We good? Is this guy? <laughs> Says, oh, you keep me busy, blah blah blah. The difference is on your side of it, yeah. you're, you know, you're a public figure in this town, whether it's on radio or not. You're a sideline reporter, da da da, radio. And the fact of the matter is, so you have to keep your cool to a certain extent. You don't want to cause a scene. You're with the so, like you said, you know, hey, one day it'll be quiet and and it'll only be two people, and then you can address it. But the bottom line is, in public, you have a. Specific, you have to keep your cool. You you Whatever, have to keep cool. Listen, everyone no, can no, do what they want. No, Brittany, but, Brittany Matthews but, is no, no, like no, no, she's twenty five
1: years old. Kelly Stafford's like thirty one. If they want to, no, it's like I don't want to sit here and be judge, I jury, wanna, and dr- executioner. I just I keep seeing them do stuff, and I'm like, I want to some address point, something you just said. The, the Stafford and Mahomes go, just please stop.
2: Please, you or you started this whole thing by saying I take this one because I don't want to become misogynistic. And here's the deal with this. This has nothing to do with man or woman. This has to do with you are the significant other of two very high-profile athletes. So you have to show some couth at some point. And you have to understand that there are going to be haters out there. You are not going to stop every single critic. You are not going to stop every single analyst. You cannot just... You know, if the shoe was on the other foot, someone threw a pretzel at her, what's going to take place? So this has nothing to do with man, woman, your comments, your opinion, telling the wives and the girlfriends to dial it down a notch. This is simple cooth when it's, you're talking about the significant others of professional athletes, whether it's man or woman. If it was a uh. significant other of Asia Wilson and he threw a pretzel at an Aces game...
1: There we go. There we go. Number three. We opened this show yesterday telling you that it's it's happening again, right? The holidays are coming up. The last week, the last couple weeks, it seems like people will be getting a little bit looser. I know we've got vaccinated, unvaccinated policies at all these different games that people can choose to mask or not mask. But we're seeing problems around the NHL and the NFL. And the NFL has now stepped up. So they've updated their COVID-19 protocols. Um, regardless of vaccination status, players and staff must wear masks at times, at all times inside the club facility. That's from uh, Thursday, November 25th, through Wednesday, December 1st. Obviously, that you know, is matching up with the holiday. You're going to be around family. You're going to be around people. Maybe you don't know their status, if they're sick, if they get tested. So, uh, masking will be required on a heavier basis. Uh, this is a good thing, and I will tell you. You know, if you're if a Chargers fan, this is good for the Raiders, and you, know, you certainly don't root for guys to be out, but. Joey Bosa and Jerry Tillery are probably out this weekend. We know Big Ben, they're still waiting on the deal there because Big Ben, we didn't find out until Saturday, right? Is he going to be ready for the game coming up? So this is a big deal around the NFL. And and as I told you before the season, especially with, we know some folks who are unvaccinated. Now we know that uh, Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers aren't vaccinated. With the quarterbacks, if you don't know their vaccination status, it really does make it hard to bet on a team early in the week until he gets to the finish line on Saturday. because Something could happen, and a guy could be out of the game. Because I bet you there were a lot of people last week who were like, hey, you know what, Steelers against the Lions? Detroit sucks. I'm laying the points. How'd that work out? No big no big men, and you wind up freaking laying whatever, uh, anywhere between, well, you got it early in the week, what when, when I'm talking about, you laid eight or eight and a half points, and you had no shot because it ended up in the tie game. This is the exact thing that needs to happen.
2: In that they ramp things up in a critical time you're getting into the second half of the season the last thing you want to do is say hey look at the nhl hey you know look around look what's happening numbers are rising and we're doing great so whatever we're doing we're doing fine let's just go status quo no they're recognizing what time of the year it is they're recognizing it's the holidays whether you agree with it or not do you agree i don't want to keep wearing masks all my life although i did hear you guys talk about it yesterday who were you talking about they said you know what maybe i wouldn't mind wearing it because the flu someone who gets the flu every year who was that you were adam was
1: about that. adam was telling a story about yeah, yeah oh that's right that's right that's right that's right, that's right. the person but, hasn't gotten sick and right. they're going they want to you know, so they want to keep wearing it.
2: i'll tell you the one thing was i there's two reasons why i actually like the mask one is because I can talk to myself in the grocery store when I'm walking up and down the aisle. I love being able to talk to myself and nobody realizes it in the grocery store. Number two, interviewing people now because their breath stinks. <laughs> so those are the two reasons I don't mind the math. But neither here nor there, hey, the NFL, they're recognizing the situation. They have been doing good. They don't want to run across. The, they want don't want to run the risk. Couple, you know, people, yes, they have been in protocol. Guys are missing games, but they haven't had to cancel games. They haven't had to push games back. So, that's a good thing. And it's not a bad idea with Thanksgiving coming, more family members, more, you know. So,
1: I don't have a problem with it. Number two. Man, I'm hearing a lot of people, fans, but especially some media folks who are like, how do the Raiders get out of this? Is their season done? It's nine games into the season. Mm. Have we not seen how crazy topsy-turvy up and down the NFL season is? What do you mean? Is there is their season over? Uh, could they be in for a collapse as has happened the last couple of years? Sure, that can happen. But they've played enough good football. They've made enough progress in certain areas. They can have a successful second half of the season. But you know where a lot of it starts? Consistency on the offensive line, and now that Richie Incognito may be down for the rest of the season, so that infusion of veteran experience and, frankly, the best guard on the roster, now that that ain't happening, now what? Now what on the offensive line, Willie?
2: Well, and people are keep continually say, you know, it's when it's when they're losing that people say, oh, the offensive line is terrible. They got to fix the. We've been saying that since week one. Right, we've been saying about Alex Leatherwood, Parker taking some uh, right tackle, Brandon Parker taking penalties uh, the other day. Right, I wrote my sidebar story. to Josh Dubow's main piece was about Deshaun Jackson catch. I broke the catch down, talked about it, talked to whoever was made available. But it wasn't necessarily the turning point. It was just a very big play that could have changed or kept the kept them in the game. It wouldn't. It doesn't mean that they would have won it. It would have changed the complaint of how the Raiders were able to finish it. But let's not forget that early on, Alex Leatherwood took a false start penalty on third and inches, pushed them back, changed things. Right? Or it was a fourth and inches. But this has been an ongoing problem. This has been an ongoing issue. And they're five and four through offensive line issues. So they have won some games, and put themselves in a position to contend in the second half despite the offensive line. We haven't seen incognito all season. Been dealing with the new center in Andre James. Been dealing with a rookie in Alex Leatherwood. Been dealing with real rotating door on the offensive line. Shuffling positions. So, um, just like with the Golden Knights, let's not push the panic button just yet. Let's see how it pans out. Raiders got to answer the bell. This I will say that. Yeah. This is a tell. This is a huge, huge game, bigger than the Kansas City game. They get Kansas City again.
1: I want to. I want to talk defense in about 15 minutes with the Raiders, but I do have to point out one of the guys who has got to get better down the stretch. There has to be that next step with Leatherwood. So we're talking about a top 20 pick. They moved him from tackle because he was struggling. They move him into the guard position. He's been slightly improved. You know, if you look at some numbers that uh, Josh Dubow put out, AP writer covers the Raiders. You know, he's he's 48th out of 57th amongst guards since making yes. the shift. So, I mean, he's he's barely, you know, off the bottom of the guard list. He was dead last at the right tackle position. Like, where are the, where are the signs? Because, you know, there are other cases around the league. And, listen, Panay Sewell went top 10 for a reason. But Panay Sewell was not good at all for the Lions weeks one through five. The guy had a 58th grade. That ain't good if you follow PFF. Uh, he had 21 pressures allowed. Well, since then, his grade's up to 80. The pressures are down from 21 to 5. He had allowed four sacks first five weeks, zero week six to 10. You see? Yeah. The learning curve. Sure. Working. Yeah. But I want to point one thing out. You
2: said, you know, he's got to get better. He's a top 20 pick. He didn't. I'm sure he has the confidence, but that's on the team. Yeah. He's a top 20 pick because they picked him. He didn't go around saying, I'm a top 20 pick. I'm a firm believer that a lot of these guys got picked. That's on them for believing in them. Do we need to go back and talk about was Damon Arnett a top 20 pick? He proved not to be. But is that his fault that he's a top, that he didn't perform? He didn't live up to their expectations, but he was a top 20 pick. Doesn't mean he was a top 20 corner uh, cornerback. Alex Leatherwood may not be a top 20 offensive lineman just because he was picked in the top 20. So the learning curve is tough. The the, the assignment is tough. And yes, you, you are 100% right. He has to improve for this team to progress. That entire offensive line has to get better. He has to live up to... His own personal expectations be better than the Alex Leatherwood that he was last week, that was the, the the previous week, so on and so forth. But in my opinion, he doesn't have to live up to where he was drafted. That's on them. He's got to live up to his personal potential and what he can do.
1: Number one. So the Golden Knights lose last night. They wound up uh, going two two to the third. They lose four to two. Carolina's awesome. It's a great team. So yeah. if we look at the numbers of high danger chances yeah. against the Kraken and the Wild. They were really good in limiting high-danger chances. It got up to, what, 14 high-danger chances against the Canucks. Um, give them another 14 last night. Is it simply, hey, these are just better teams? Or are we now starting to see the fact that the Knights don't really have all of their offensive firepower, and they're not as much of a threat without all these guys? The teams are coming in, and they're like, you know, we can take risk because they ain't going to beat us back. Why, why all the high danger chances aside from these are talented teams they just faced
2: well these team these are teams that that are fully healthy and and they're they're deep like the golden Knights will be at some point as we ask Brian blessing you know is this a team that DeBoer looks at watching Carolina and go wow this is what my team will look like when it's fully healthy high danger chances the the corsi the expected goals these are fancy terms for the ex- the expanded analytics, and at times, you know, it's kind of like in the past when Gerard Gallant and then into Peter DeBoer, they were asked those same questions, but yet they were still winning games. So it, it's more or less putting the puck in the net, throwing the puck at the net. That's the one thing that was that that was said last night in the Carolina press conference was, you know. We, we just want to get as many pucks on the net as possible and get those rebounds and get those, you know, the expected goals is those are graded on specific areas on the ice that shots are taken at specific, you know, specific spots and then it, it accumulates. So expected goals for this person or that person collectively as the team, it's it's. To, to me some of it is a little bit overrated it's a little convoluted it's a little the high danger chances are 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 definitely something that i look at i don't put them in my story because ap generally takes them out so i've stopped using it but it's definitely something that i will look at beyond that um i don't put a lot of it a lot of stock into it because you know Look at how the Golden Knights played against Dallas. They didn't deserve to win that game. It's it's a lot of it is grit and determination. A lot of it is a goalie, you know, running into a hot goalie.
0: It's the Big 5 at 5, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. What is there to say? You know, it's uh... It's part of our life right now, and I've been negative so far, and hopefully that keeps keeps going. But it's unfortunate that he's playing so well, and happens, so it's not much to much to say. You are listening to Cofield and Company live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las
1: Vegas. Robin Leonard talking about Marceau. So. Yep. So you know this is a really interesting topic. Um, first of all, we'll pull back the curtain. I know you were just. Looking at some uh, press conference questions, and you were pointing out uh, – I actually – I don't have a problem with uh, Magnum asking the question. Right. Um, point out what he was asking.
2: Well, he just said, you know, today, you know, team COVID issues, first carry, now March saw – and I think it was Magnum that asked it. Um, and he just said, can you shed some light on it? There was a picture of you and March saw at the Raiders game. Right. But – not, not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask. But what are the rules? So the rules are, if you're vaccinated, well, you got to go to the game. You're vaccinated, yep. and then you don't have to be masked in the stadium. Right. Now, I get that, and and um, it's somewhat been relaxed in the at in the press box. <laughs> a lot of the members in the press box don't wear a mask um, because they've relaxed it. You're vaccinated. I mean, if you're in the stadium, you know the only place the press has to wear a mask is at the practice facility nobody else does the, the employees are the only people that have to wear masks at the facility that I see are the press when we show up to get vaccinated or, or to uh, to get tested the two people at the front no mask um the 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 nurses that come out or whoever it is the, the lab technicians that take our tests they're masked. we're
1: masked um, I don't, the Raiders aren't masked when they come in um, Well I'll we, ask you bottom line you go to a Raiders game, you go to uh, UNLV, Thomas and Mac, right? Same thing. You don't have to wear the mask, but you got to be fully vaccinated. If you're sitting in a crowd, are, are you good? I've been wearing the mask. Yeah, so do I. I've been wearing And the I, mask. Don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, I was at SoFi on Sunday watching the Chargers and the Vikings, and when there were people around me, I had the mask on. Yeah. Um, see, because here's the thing. First of all, I don't know if there's some misunderstanding of this whole thing, but unvaxxed or vaxxed, you can be a carrier. You can have it. Um. And the other thing is, at the Vaxed venues, have you watched people check your Vax card or check other fans? I mean, it's not possible to check everyone. Right. So who knows who's coming in? And again, I don't want to be an eternal masker. All I'm doing is protecting myself, my job. I want to make money. I don't want to miss any time. So I do it. So if you're a pro athlete, I mean, if I were a pro athlete, I'd probably do it. Um, but, you know, they can... They can do whatever they want, but I'd, I'll just tell you on the on the checking the Vax card thing. It is it's it, from what I've seen, it's friggin' impossible. No one would ever get into these venues if every person, first of all, the person with the phone or the card is going to be generally slow on getting it to them, and then like at SoFi, I you know I use one app. There's a what's it called, the QR code on this app, and the person just like looked at me blankly, like they don't have they don't even have the freaking – QR reader right you know so they're just like looks good yeah, so anybody could just take a picture or have anything loaded. And i'm not saying like people are doing anything vax- sinister I it's I like they your just your
2: vax card in my app can and, you and i have no idea
1: well why couldn't i, I don't i have no say, say, I, I don't i don't know if these things i don't check. i haven't i don't know the, if i can I, write in crayon I, no, I haven't downloaded vaccinated no i i have no idea
2: no, i haven't downloaded the app because i haven't needed it because i'm i got a press pass and i have to supply my vax card but what i'm saying is i believe this app you take a picture of the VAX card, submit it, yeah. and then they just
1: clear say, and uh, check VAX, which right. is so what, it, what UNLV take, is using,
2: right? So if I take Jeff's, I go, uh-huh. oh man, I haven't been back, so I just take a picture of his, load it in the app, and then they, oh, that's a legitimate VAX card, and then you go, right? So I mean, um, the re- the tiers are two reasons that I have done it. Number one, I had COVID. I had COVID the first week in the, that the, that that. The world shut down March 2020.
1: And my recollection was it It wasn't good for you.
2: No. And, and it wasn't I was, one of these like, I, I got nothing. We've, 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 we've become closer, better friends since I've joined the show or even just before that. But I will say you were one of the ones who reached out a lot and, and checked. Uh, and Adam did and Ed Graney. I mean, it was it was I wasn't I will say this. I wasn't scared for my life, but I hadn't felt that bad since I actually had pneumonia many years ago. And I and I was in the hospital with pneumonia, and that's what it it, it was about ten times worse. It was it was pretty bad. So I don't want to get it again. But also, I'm with you. I'm a freelancer. I don't have a full time. You you have a full time job. I don't even have a full time salary job. I work for what I assignments. What I get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports betting assignments to do to to writing analysis, doing some sports betting marketing, and then assignments. And so if I'm down for two weeks. I'm missing out on a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, because I hustle my ass off as hey, you, well.
1: You uh, you go down for the next couple of weeks, you're screwed, right? Because I know I'm, you I'm, are going to be out covering a lot of basketball.
2: I'm going to be missing a chunk of money, and that's going to put my son under the gun. He's going to have to, but do uh, he's going to have to train about twelve new clients.
1: So, <laughs> I was going to say I'll lend you money, but nah, I can't do that. Sorry. Not, I'll, I'll I'll send some messages to you to make sure you're well, not you're, no, you're doing okay. Well, because you
2: got to buy the so cigarettes and go out for drinks. <laughs> well, that's and that's, and that's and a it. problem too. Is
1: I no, I really don't, and I don't want to, and that's a whole conversation for another day about smoking cigarettes. That's that's you know I'd like that to stop. Uh, let's do some tickets uh, here, if I can say it. Take a giveaway, enchant Christmas experience at LV Ballpark. This is going to be freaking cool. Yeah. Everyone out there knows from listening to the show. I'm very jolly. I love the holidays. This is one of my you know events that I I absolutely going to have to go to. Well, we're giving away two tickets right now up until the 17th. This pair is 40 bucks. After that, it's going to go up. Uh, if you want to get your own tickets, it's going to be a great event at LV Ballpark. It goes from November 26th to January 2nd. EnchantChristmas.com. Caller seven right now. 364 1100. You got this freaking great light maze and uh, holiday displays up to 100 feet tall. It's at LV Ballpark, so easy to get to. Get your own tickets at enchantchristmas.com and you can win a pair right now with Ari at 364 1100.
0: Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. I'm punishing the Arizona Cardinals. I've had them at number one several times. And every time I put them at one or two, guess what happens? they lose i cannot envision them in today's market being a top 17 in today's market tomorrow's market is different today's market i don't see that now back to cofield and company at the battle born broadcast center on espn
1: las vegas Johnson. let's start a little nfl a little more nfl a lot more about the raiders So we were just talking about the offensive line and the fact that uh, Richie Incognito may be down for the season. So they have what they have, and guys have to improve in the second half of the season. Defense got a real wake-up call. So against the Chiefs, we talked about this last week, especially Adam Hill, who along with yourself covers the Raiders. Willie Ramirez is here, the company. Adam was pointing out that, you know, there are a lot of people who were saying, hey, this defense works against the Chiefs, right? The two high safety, this is what works against the Chiefs. And then he was quick to point out that's not really what the Raiders do this year, and then the Raiders did what they do this year and just got freaking torched. So was that just a tactical error, or is Gus Bradley's defense now in trouble moving forward? What do you think?
2: I don't know if it's necessarily in trouble. I don't know if it's so much what's wrong with the defense as much as it that the Chiefs read it perfectly in attack. I mean, Jonathan Abram had been strategically put in a slot so he could cover the run and short pass situations. But the Chiefs, all of a sudden, they figured out to throw at him. What was it? Six times? Nine times? Nine
1: targets, nine, nine, targets, catches, nine catches, 127. Right. So, and the yardage.
2: He hadn't been targeted. They they kept him out of position to, to not have to do – and then all of a sudden the Chiefs did that. So I think that they just – I just think that they executed the perfect game plan and knew what they were doing. I, I don't necessarily know if I agree that the defense is suddenly in trouble. It just needs to wake up. It needs to fix things quickly with the Bengals coming in and a potent office that had shown some promise early on this season and does – have some explosiveness to it so you know when you start trying to tweak and fix things when especially when you're a guy like Gus Bradley and especially with what how this team was performing right how many times have we talked about the edge rushers and, and the top rushing duo pass rushing duo duo with Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby and what this team was doing enforcing mistakes forcing miscues getting three and outs make getting timely stops Um, Kansas City had been struggling all season yes but this is still Patrick Mahomes and how many times did people say it's going to take one game which game is it going to be is it where is he going to have that five touchdown game that was the big talk I I was messing with Josh Dubow you saw my tweet I, I, I was teasing with him because I was like dude what more can I do for you? I picked you up from the airport. I took you to the Golden Knights game. Got your <laughs> credential. You picked you up for the game for the, for the Raiders Chiefs. You got in the car. I had the I have one of my phones set up strategically on the dashboard. He was watching Red Zone. We got into the stadium. We did this, and he kept saying, "I wonder if Mahomes all a five touchdowns." So now I got you a five touchdown game. What a day, what a week in Vegas for Josh. He just uh, I like I, the way
1: you put that. You got him a five touchdown game.
2: Sure, sure. So. Uh, <laughs> I just think he's, they, only, he's, I, only, he's
1: happiest when the Raiders are not happy.
2: I think. <laughs> then that, his
1: tweets go out with yeah, full force. Full
2: force. I think that his that,
1: malicious uh, facts tweets yeah. with all I, stats.
2: It's funny because when, because Derek Carr will only refer, he refers to him as Josh, and it's like everybody, he did it today.
1: Somebody oh asked him a God. question. He
2: goes, well, well, I was telling Josh the other night. So everybody knows about that that, uh, relationship. that business relationship. <laughs> yeah, business relationship. But I just think that the Chiefs attacked them. Per- they had the perfect game plan. They knew who would attack. They knew which areas to go. And and it worked. Does that mean that there's, again, we use that phrase. We use it with the Golden Knights. We use it with the a Panic mode. They're, in, they're nine games in. They've got eight games left. Four at home, four on the road. They've just got to wake up and play the way that they were playing. They've got to get back to what they were doing those first two games that Basaccia took over. That's when
1: we saw the Raiders playing some of their best football. Right now, give me money. Give me $100 right now. Raiders, yes, make the playoffs, plus 210. Come on, let's go. I'm in. Are you? Sure. Ooh.
2: I will not back off my preseason prediction. I'm not going to turn my back on a prediction. I said that the Raiders would make the playoffs. Well, if they're like five
1: and seven in a couple of weeks, and they you know, they're all of a sudden, uh, in a
2: couple of weeks, are
1: you going to bet them? Yes, at that point, they've
2: got five games left to go. Ten and seven, and grab so the third So what I'm asking you is card. plus two
1: ten right now at five and four. You think that's good value? Yes. Plus two ten, yes, to make the playoffs. Absolutely, it's okay. great
2: value. Right. It's great value because they're half a game behind the Chiefs in first for first place, yep. and they still have the Chargers here, the Broncos here and the Chiefs there where they won last year. There's three division games left.
1: Chargers, yes, to make the playoffs with the identical record. Yes is minus 220. <laughs> There's their Perception plays such a big part in setting these odds on yes, no, make the playoffs. Uh, I talked about it last week. The Chargers' no to make the playoffs was plus 310. I'm like, that kind of looks good to me. I'm not saying they're not going to, but if you're going to be me 3-1 on the money – on my money on a 5 and 3 team, um Eagles last week before the Denver game were plus 750. Yes to make the playoffs. Panthers before they got the job done against the Cardinals were plus 900. So these are these are markets you need to pay attention to because they're very up and down literally week to week with all those teams kind of bunched in to the last spots.
2: Let me throw this at you as wacky as this season's been mm-hmm. and because some people may jump down my throat about this one. But Which division leader – I mean, I think you got to throw Tennessee out just because the rest of the division is crap. But which division leader would you say is most likely to collapse? Buffalo, Baltimore, or Kansas City? Hmm. Those are three teams with six wins. There are one, two, three, four division leaders out of the eight divisions that have seven or more wins. One, two, three, four have six wins.
1: Give me the teams again. So, Bill, Buffalo, Bills, six and three. Bills. You can get no on the playoffs at eleven to one. Who do you want next? Baltimore. I'd be interested in this one. Let's see how juicy it is. No, only plus four fifty only. But still four and a half to one on your money. Now look at that. Look at those numbers, Baltimore
2: which at the beginning of the season was talked about being a possible contender for the AFC, is shorter odds for the no. Buffalo, which just lost, to Jacksonville.
1: Schedule's easier and division, well, the Patriots are better than they're expected, but the bottom of the division blows. Okay. So Ravens, Bills, who else?
2: You got the Titans are 8-2, and, and I don't think that the Colts, the Jaguars, or the Texans are going to threaten the Titans. And then you got the Chiefs at 6-4. and four.
1: No on the Titans is 25-1. to one.
2: And the NFC, the Cowboys, 7-2. and two.
1: There's a problem there. Who's going to catch them?
2: Exactly. So they're like right. the Titans. Packers are 8-2. Nobody's going to catch them. Buccaneers, 6-3. and three. Just lost to the football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've got the Cardinals, 8-2. and two. They've shown.
1: I think the Bucks and the Cardinals are going to play a no. Bucks are uh, no to win the division or 13-1. to one.
2: cardinals
1: get it my friend hmm, hmm, hmm. can we get some francesa where's that, on where's, that
2: where's that thinking
1: music? <laughs> it's taking me a while i had by the way i had the number like 11 seconds ago. i know that. i just love the francesa thinking music as he looks up stuff live on the air uh cardinals were 15 to 1 so you can get Bucks no to make the playoffs. By the way, we're doing no to make the playoffs, not no to win the division. Right. There, there right. is a big difference. Then, yes. So, collapsing yeah. well, you, collapsing, you not transition. to win. Co- collapsing, well, I don't have the odds so on it. So, out me. of everybody. You really can't bet no to win the division. You you know, you can just bet on the win of the division. No, not many people are offering yes, no's on those. If, I did transition.
2: Out of everybody, yeah. out of all those teams, if I were going to take a shot, I would put it on the Bills.
1: Wow, I, I'm surprised. Even with that division, and, it's just and because that of the division.
2: Just because if they if they have if they stumble and the Patriots win it, then the Bills got to hope to get the the wild card. You're contending with possibly one or two AFC North teams or one or two AFC West
1: teams. All right, coming up, we got breaking news. Uh, conference not happy with the uh, local radio announcers. They have been removed from the game and reprimanded by the conference.
0: Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co cofield and company presents grab bag
2: don't touch it don't even look at it
0: only on espn las vegas, vegas.
2: vegas Put your hand in there Dave.
1: all right willie strong clothes strong clothes let's uh before we start ranting and raving and yelling and mocking and chiding something nice please
2: the official Christmas party toy drive, December 9th, Merry Richmas. Um, they're going to be live DJ sets, toy drive vendors, must have an RSVP for entry. One new uno- uno- unopened toy equals a free entry. So the second annual Merry Richmond is, um, is in honor, right? It helps raise toys, donate in honor of former UNLB runner rebel, Chris Richardson, the late Chris Richardson, of course, when on the play for the Harlot Globetrotters. Great event. Um, Davina, his lady, and his daughter, who went to school at Arborview and is now a very, very popular DJ in town, Jazz Rich, she goes by. Um, so check them out at MaryRichmiss.eventbrite.com. Um, great event, obviously. Um, bring a toy, dress your best Christmas gear, BYOB. Bring your own blanket. You want to get cozy. um, A fantastic event again. uh, Ferguson's downtown, ten twenty-eight East Fremont Street. Um, uh, Check it out at MaryRichmiss.eventbrite.com. You can also uh, search it hashtags on Instagram, social media. Just do a Google search. Chris Richardson, of of course, uh, former Running Rebel, late Chris Richardson. So I want to start promoting that. Getting getting some help to get some toys, get some blank, get some toys for the kids. But like I said, bring your blanket out there and. And um, good event for everybody. Stick your hand in there, Dave.
1: Question thrown out by one of the uh, football dudes, um, SI or The Athletic. Um, Wait, you can do this? He says, retweeting a Big 12 conference message. Big 12 issues public reprimand of Texas Tech football radio announcers. So it turns out that the uh, announcers, I guess – had some crosswords for the officials in the last Texas Tech game on November 20th. And Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner, said, I understand the roles of the play-by-play and color analyst. However, as university representatives, they also have an obligation to adhere to conference policy regarding comments about game officials. They've been removed from the game. They will not be announcing the next game. How about that?
2: Mm. So you have to. So basically, they're telling you, you if you are the play by player
1: or the color commentator, yep, you have to show bias. That's what they're saying. You have to show. You, well, I don't think you have to show bias, but you have to. You're supposed to refrain from annihilating the officials. If, but I guess a better way, better, way to if put it making is
2: bad calls, and you can't add commentary. So you have to. That's uh, showing bias. If they're blowing calls, you and you're not calling it. Here we go, Mount Willie. Then you're being. <laughs> then, you're being then you're being biased.
1: There you go.
2: What, I mean, so so you're sitting there t- Saturday or Friday night. You're sitting there in the corner of Allegiant, 29-28 right. San Diego State, bomb to the end zone, blatant pass interference call, blatant, and they don't call it, and you're going to be like, oh, well, you can't say anything? Otherwise, you're going to be removed well, I as mean, a sideline guy? No.
1: One, one and I'm, I'm in a very minor role. I'm a sideline guy. I will not be thrown to in that case. But, Caleb can't but, say but, anything? But Caleb Herring eh, should, if, be, should if, be on watch now. If it's blatant? Ba- ba- basketball announcers? I'm not going to say which one. Oh. Ho,
2: ho, ho. I know exactly who you're
1: talking this, about. Uh, this does annoy me because um, they are taking away money from these guys. And, and here's the thing. I don't know what they said. So if they said, hey, that's a terrible call. Go beat the hell out of these officials if you see them outside. Like, okay, like, don't well, do that. Okay. Now, but but I do want. I would like to hear. I would like to hear what they said. Yeah. Because it must have been pretty strong. Or Bowlesby is being ridiculous, and and officials are wielding too much power here. But yeah, I mean, can you do this to announcers? Yeah, I suppose you're you you are an extension. Yeah. of the university well, we the, the university with with ago. Learfield and other partners you know that Learfield's not the only one out there but they choose the announcers in partnership with the school.
2: So that's the second time we've talked about this in a few weeks now with ASU got rid of their guy.
1: Okay. well ASU got rid of their guy Texas Tech by the conference um, they can't work this game. Uh, by the way Ari is now starting to work games so and I know he has access to a headset so uh, I can see Ari just coming in look out. At this mysterious and voice just going after are. the officials you know how he gets. You see how mad he was today? Watching on our little uh, video screen, he's making faces at me. He was annoyed. He's.
2: You're a little elf. He's, he's not. He's, I, I, he's not little anything.
1: He's wielding much helped. power on the show. He's a scary individual now. Big whoop. Want to fight about it? Yeah. Yes. He's gonna drop whenever he wants. All right, Willie That's Jeff. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Battleborn Injury Alerts five seven zero nine thousand. Great studio.